Amen. We are continuing with what we started last week. We are sharing about the theme for this year, which is entering a new season. Tell your neighbor we are entering a new season. Amen. It's always a blessing to get into something new. Okay? And some of you are tired of the old past. And uh, you wish some of the things would be gone and gone for good. But as we enter the new season, I believe that the Lord is taking the church, the body of Christ as a whole, into a new season where we walk as people who are walking in the last days, preparing for the final coming of the Lord Jesus so that the church will walk in glory that God our Father has intended. But I also believe that even as Jesus the Savior Church as a local church, we are entering a new season. Amen. Even for you as an individual, I believe you are entering a new season. And when it's time for a new season, you need to be discerning and know that we are entering indeed a new season. Because sometimes some people don't see what God is doing, even when God is doing things around them. You remember one time when Jacob was sleeping and he dreamt, and then he could see the heavens opening and the angels going up and down. And when he woke up, he said, how? Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place, but I was not aware of it. Amen? Which means sometimes what the Lord is doing, we are not aware of it because we are not discerning. That's why I want us to start at the book of First Chronicles, chapter 12, verse 32. The Jubilee translation, we are looking at the sons of Isachar, who were of understanding enough to know the times. It's very important to discern times, to know the times. It says, And of the sons of Isachar, 200 chief men who had understanding of times and were wise enough to know what Israel ought to do, and all their brethren followed their words. I want you to look at this. It says the sons of Isachar had the understanding of times. It means there were other people who did not have the understanding of times. It means even among us, there may be people who do not have the understanding of times would not know the changes that we have to make. So it says, and we're wise enough to know what should be done. You go with me to the book of Luke chapter 12, verse 54 to 56. We'll read in the message translation because here Jesus was challenging people about their inability to discern times. So he was saying, okay, let's go for it. Luke chapter 12, verse 54 to 56 in the message translation. Then he turned to the crowd. When you see clouds coming in from the west, you say the storm is coming and you are right. And when the wind comes out of the south, you say this will be a hot one and you are right. Then he says, frauds, you know how to tell a change in weather. So don't tell me you can't tell a change in season. Amen. Did you see that? He says, you guys, you surprise me. You see, you will hear people, sometimes they look at the, the clouds and they say, no, these clouds, it will rain. Sometimes they will say, it's too hot today and humid, it will rain. So Jesus says, you can tell the weather, you can, you can predict the weather by looking at what's happening, but you cannot discern the change in season. So look at this, he says, so don't tell me you can't tell a change in season. The God season we are in right now. Tell your neighbor, don't tell me you can't tell the change in season. 
Amen. Amen. Because some of you think it's just the old, similar, old, similar, old, similar, old, similar. Some of you are even thinking the coronavirus has got the upper hand. All you talk is coronavirus. And where is the name of Jesus? Amen. Where is the name of Jesus? Because every knee should bow to the name of Jesus. And every tongue must confess that Jesus is Lord. So even the name coronavirus has got to bow to the name of Jesus. So he says, don't tell me you can't tell the change in season. Did you get that? So we're reading Luke chapter 12, verse 54 to 56 in the message translation. Jesus is admonishing his, his disciples. He says, you can tell the change in weather, but you can't discern the change in season. So can I ask you, when the season is changing, you've got to adapt, isn't it? Huh? When the season is changing, if you don't adjust to the change in season, you will suffer. So therefore, our first thing is to understand that the season is changing. So go with me to the book of Revelation chapter 3, verse 22, and then we will do chapter 4, verse 1 and 2 in the Passion Translation. Because spiritual things are spiritually discerned. It does not mean God is not doing anything. It just means you are not tuned in to God's frequency. I like giving an example of when you've got a television set, especially the old style, maybe the old style kind of radio. Those are the ones I like more for the illustration I want to give you. You know, I like the story about when you've got, when you don't have a radio in your home, it doesn't mean the SABC is not broadcasting, but you hear nothing, isn't it? When you've got a radio and you don't turn it on, still you hear nothing. When you've got a radio and you turn it on, but you don't tune into the right frequency, still you don't hear things very well. It's like it's a bit shh and some sounds that you don't know what, that, what is this really. But sometimes after you have tuned into the right frequency, then you get it. So it's the same spiritually. If you are not spiritually connected, you do not have a radio. <laughs> so you won't get anything. But when you are spiritually connected, you've got the radio, but you need to switch into the right frequency. Amen. Sometimes you find we are very busy with many things, many things that are distracting us, and we can't tell what God is doing. So listen to this, because spiritual things are spiritually discerned. And when you discern it in the spiritual, then you will start understanding why some things are happening in the natural the way they are. Revelation 3.22 the one whose heart is open, let him listen carefully to what the Spirit is saying now to the churches. So tell your neighbor, the Spirit is speaking to the churches. The is the but only those who are discerning will hear what the Spirit is saying. Because he says, let the one whose heart is open. Other translation says, let him who has ears. You used to hear Jesus saying that, isn't it? He would say, let him who has ears to hear, let him hear. It means some people don't have ears to hear. Okay? So we need to be discerning. So when he was told that, he says, listen carefully to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Verse 1 of chapter 4. Then suddenly after I wrote down these messages, I saw an open portal into the heavenly realm. 
You see, when you tune into the spiritual, you will start seeing things in the spiritual realm. So he says, I saw an open portal in the heaven realm. Sometimes some of us, as preachers, or when you seek the face of God for, for, for a word that you need to share with your people. By the way, we don't share from experiences. We don't share from internet. Okay? You've got to seek the face of God. And sometimes you come to this point where things is just like there's an open portal. You just have this revelation after revelation. Revelation after revelation. Then you realize I'm in the right frequency. Sometimes I would wake up at night when the, rev when the, when the portal is open and then jot those things down. Jot those things down. So the same thing with you. If something is getting revealed, don't quench the Holy Spirit. When you've got that open portal to the heavenly realm, dwell in there and pick up things. Download from the heavens. Amen. 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 And that one you don't need megabytes for it. You don't need the data for it. You just need time with the Lord. So he says, so I saw an open portal into the heavenly realm. And the same trumpet voice I heard speaking with me at the beginning said, ascend into this realm. Some of you, you are always walking in the natural realm. So you won't pick up what God is doing. So the angel says, ascend into this realm. I want to reveal to you what must happen after this. Instantly, I was taken into the spirit realm. You remember, you see this. John actually was very good at this, to tune into the spirit. John the apostle. The epistles there at the end, you will always hear him saying, even in Revelation, he would say, then I was in the spirit in the Lord's day. I was in the spirit. So when last were you in the spirit? When last were you at that frequency where you realize I'm tuned in to the heavenlies? Because most of the time we are, we are squashed by noises and things happening around us and the business of the world. So when the season is changing, you may not pick it. I was blessed with these songs of Solomon. Song of Songs, chapter 2. This is our theme scripture for the change in season. Song of Songs, chapter 2. Verse 11 to 13 in the Passion Translation. I want you to look at this because it's as if this verse was written this year. But this verse was there all along. The Bible says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. All the words that the Lord has spoken will remain. So this verse, we're going to read this portion of scripture, but you will hear it as if it's speaking to you today, which means the word of God is ever fresh. Tell your neighbor the word of God is ever fresh. That's why with the Bible, we don't need first edition, second edition, third edition. <laughs> because, you know, with books, sometimes later we realize, ah, I think I missed something there. I think I was not relevant for this time. I need to adapt it now to this time that we are in. And then you come with another edition. But the word of God remains forever. So listen to this. Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 11 to 13 in the Passion Translation. It says, the season has changed. So say with me, the season has changed. We're reading it there. It says the season has changed. Do you have it there? You don't have it. The message, the passion. The season has changed. The bondage of your barren winter has ended. Tell your neighbor, the season has changed. The, season has changed. the bondage of your barren winter has ended. 
You see, it's, it's easy to understand season changes when you are entering a new year. It's like you move, you translate from one state to the other. You say 2021 is gone. Now we are entering 2022. So I can actually, even in the spiritual realm, acknowledge the change in season. My winter month is over. My winter season is over. The dry and drought, okay, it continues. It says, and the season of hiding is over and gone. So it means there are times sometimes people are in that season where they are hiding. The times when you feel shy and you can't really express yourself, you feel ashamed of what you've done. I'm telling you the season has changed. That time of hiding is over and gone. God wants you to stand up and shine. For the glory of God is revealed among us. Amen. The rains have soaked the earth and <clears throat> left it bright with blossoming flowers. The season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. I like the season of singing a new song. And of those of you who are worshippers, lead us into new songs. Sometimes you find it's a spirit-inspired song. Amen. <clears throat> spirit-inspired song. And you just started speaking in, uh, singing in the spirit. And then you just get things revealed. So he says the season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. Even when you still have your challenges, sing a song of praise. Amen. Amen. It says change your garments of, 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 of th those garments of heaviness into the spirit of praise. Amen. The things that were wearing you down, change that into the spirit of praise. Amen. Amen. Because the season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. He says, I hear the cooing of doves in our land. So he was discerning and listening to what's happening even in the environment. Filling the air with songs to awaken you and guide you forth. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? Ask your neighbor this question that I'm reading here. Verse 13 it says, can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? You need to discern that. Can't you discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? Some of you, you are so much tuned into the natural. You are keeping on seeing what's the natural. You, you don't miss whatever newspaper, the latest one. I'm not saying you don't read the newspapers, but most of the things you get there, they don't tell you the latest spiritual things. They tell you the latest natural things. Okay? So you need to be discerning that you spend more time in the right frequency. And he says, the early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. Tell your neighbor, God's purposes and plans are bursting forth. By the way, do you know that God has got a plan about my life? Tell your neighbor that. Amen. And the good thing is that God, when he's got a plan about my life, he doesn't consult with you first. Because some of you were going to stop my blessing. Amen. Amen. So he says, the early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. The budding of vines of a new life are now blooming everywhere. The fragrance of their flowers whispers. Now listen to the whispering of the flowers. There is a change in the air. Amen. Amen. 
there is a change in the air. The atmosphere is right. Things are changing. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me. So this is the time to so much be in love with our God. That we will not miss what God is doing. We will not miss his frequency. The problem with most of us who are people of faith. Okay? Okay, the good part about being a person of faith is you declare things by faith and they happen. You stand on the word and things happen. But the bad part of it is that sometimes we get used to the word, that sometimes we declare the word without first listening to the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you just declare things, declare things, without being sensitive to the Holy Spirit in you. Amen? If you want your faith to be effective and optimal, where you won't have a hit and miss, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes you find you just take a scripture and you confess it, how often did you confess scriptures and confess scriptures and sometimes they didn't work? And you were surprised. Were you also led from the inside? Because as much as the word is there, we need to declare that word, but it's also good to cooperate with the Holy Spirit within us. Because God's covenant with us, it's not only about the word isolate from the Holy Spirit. Even in the beginning, you remember when God created the heavens and the earth. The Bible says, in the beginning, Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of the Lord hovered. Did you see that verse? And the spirit of the Lord hovered over the waters. Other versions says, the spirit of the Lord brooded. You know, like a chick. A chicken, if you take eggs, fresh eggs, after the, chicken, the hen has laid eggs, it has to brood over them. Okay? After brooding over them, just it's a matter of time, 21 days later, you will hear life. Because the spirit was brooding, oh, the, the, chick, the hen was brooding over the eggs. So similarly it says, and the spirit of the Lord hovered. Or the spirit of the Lord brooded. Over that, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God did not speak light into being where there was no spirit of the Lord. Okay, so I want you to go with me to the book of Isaiah, chapter 59, verse 21. Because as we enter this new season, we will have to be very much discerning. Some of the things that worked well in the past will no longer work the same way. Like with change in season, do you know that some of you, with the change in season, there are some clothes that are just winter clothes. Some are summer clothes. Imagine it's summer, like yesterday, very hot, and then you put on your winter clothes with all your jerseys, and on top of the jersey, it's a, it's a, it's a big uh, jacket. And even people, when they look at you, they will, they will think there's something wrong in you, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, because you're not dressed for the season. So in the spiritual realm, it's like that. Some of you are dressing that, win, that, summer, that winter regalia in summer. 
it's very hot, it's coaching 35, and you are in a winter season when it's actually summer. Okay? So it means we've got to be very much discerning and tuned to the Spirit. Look, Isaiah 59 verse 21 in the Passion Translation. It says, And this is my covenant promise with them, says Lord Yahweh. From now on, my Holy Spirit will rest on them and not depart from them, and my prophetic words will fill their mouths and will not depart from them, nor from their children, nor from their descendants. From now on, forever and over, says the Lord Yahweh. So he says, my spirit that is upon you and my word that is in your mouth. You see the two working together? So you need to be always discerning and tuning into the right frequency. As many as are led by the spirit of the Lord, they are children of God. Now let me give you a practical example. Let's go together to the book of First Kings. You know in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come upon kings and and, and, and priests and prophets. But in our times, every child of God has got the Holy Spirit in you. Amen? Amen? And some of you even go a step further and get baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues and you've got the Holy Spirit even upon you. But listen to this. I want to show you this practical example of Elijah. Okay? That when season is changing, you've got to listen. What next God? What next Lord? Okay? The other person was good at discerning and listening to the voice of the Lord when things were changing was David. Sometimes you would find when the enemies attack him, before he would fight with them, he would first ask, Lord, should I attack them? Should I fight? Because he wanted to always follow the Lord's instruction. So when last did you inquire from the Lord? Ask your neighbor, when last did you inquire from the Lord? That's why you are most often in trouble. You don't inquire. Okay? So rather spend more time inquiring rather than rushing into things and you suffer loss. So listen to this with me. First Kings chapter 17. From verse 1 to verse 9 in the Amplified Classic. You will see here Elisha the Tishbite. Elijah. Paul says, Elijah the Tishbite of the temporary residence of Gilead said to Ahab, as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew or rain these years, but according to my word. I want you to start listening there. The confidence that Elijah had, it's obvious that he was tuned into God's frequency. Okay? So he says, there will be no dew or rain unless I speak. So it will continue with drought and no rain for three and a half years and there will be no rain until I speak. You can only do that if you are connected to God's frequency. Because otherwise you will talk a lot of things and say, nothing like this will ever happen and it happens. Or you say, this and this will happen and it doesn't happen. Which means you are a false prophet. Okay? But if you are tuned into the right frequency, you will speak what God inspires you to speak. Now, listen to this. Then verse 2. And the word of the Lord came to him saying. Did you hear that? The word of the Lord came to him saying. Does the word of the Lord come? Does God speak? Does God speak? Amen. 
the word of the Lord came to him saying, Go from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Cherith, east of Jordan. You shall drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. I want you to look at this carefully. There was drought, famine, and then he was tuned into God's frequency. And the word of the Lord came to him saying, Go from here and turn eastward. And hide yourself by the brook Cherith, east of Jordan. You shall drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. I want you to look at the importance of there. There. Tell your neighbor a place called there. So if you are not there, you won't get your miracle. Tell your neighbor, if you are not there, you won't get your miracle. Do you think after Elijah was told this, if he had just stayed where he was when the season has changed, would he have received this miracle? No. no. Because he says, I've commanded the ravens to feed you there. That's where you must go. You shall drink of the brook and I've commanded of the ravens to feed you there. Verse 5. So he did according to the word of the Lord. Ask your neighbor, when last did you act according to the word of the Lord? And he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, east of Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. How many of you know that the ravens eat meat? They feed on meat, isn't it? So how would the ravens, if it was some of you when the Lord has said, I've commanded the ravens to feed you there, then you were going to think, ha, ah, days of meat are over. <laughs> if it's ravens coming to feed you, they will give me whatever is left and I don't think it will be meat. But when God is moving, when it's your season, nothing can stop you. Tell your neighbor, when God is moving, when it's your season, nothing can stop you. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, even those who need to eat what belongs to you cannot eat it. Amen. Amen. Because the ravens were supposed to eat the meat, but they did not eat it. It says, and the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. So the ravens didn't think uh, once a week food would be fine. Uh-uh. The ravens were told, this man needs breakfast. This man needs supper. This man needs uh, dinner. Okay? Taking bread and meat in the morning. Bread and meat in the evening. And I'm not sure how the ravens were behaving when other ravens, let's say now it's a raven holding the meat, going to Elijah, the tish bite. If other ravens were asking them, what are you doing with that meat in your mouth? It's for Elijah, the tish bite. Amen. Amen. And I believe even in my days as the seasons are changing, some of the ravens are bringing my miracle. Tell your neighbor, some of the ravens are bringing my miracle. Amen. Some of the ravens are bringing my miracle. Even those that were supposed to be working against me, they are working for me. Amen. After a while, verse 7, the brook dried up. Tell, tell your neighbor the brook dried up. Because there was no rain in the land. So, what do you do when the brook has dried up? 
Some of you, you, call, you keep on standing there and say, in the name of Jesus, brook, water come forth. Yeah. When the brook dries up is the time to listen. Amen. Tell your neighbor when the brook dries up is the time to listen. Amen. And now, <laughs> look, verse 8. And the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I've commanded a widow there to provide for you. You see there again. Yeah. Go to Zarephath. That's where I have commanded a widow to feed you there. So when the season has changed, and now he had to move, God was moving with him, and the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Amen. As he moved with him, he says, now you go to Zarephath. I have commanded a widow there to feed you. You see the way God works. He does not always work with what we expect. I would have expected him to say, I've commanded the businessman there to feed you. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> some of you, that's why some of you, you want connections with some people. Some of you are even looking for political connections. I tell you, the only connection that works is the heavenly connection. Amen. Be connected with the Lord. You will be sorted forever. Because God can use, whether he's a rich man or a poor man, he can use him in my, oh, for me. So he says, I've commanded a widow woman to feed you there. And to show that that widow was poor, you remember when he arrived there and he said, give me some water. She thought, because he was already commanded. <laughs> you know the Bible says, I've commanded a widow woman to feed you there. So when the man of God came and said, give me some water, I thought she thought, I've got off the hook. That's what some of you do. When the Lord has laid something in your heart about what you need to do, even giving. And now, when they say here in the pulpit, say this, oh, okay, no, it seems it's only this, it's not that. Hish, I'm, I'm off the hook. God talked to you. And when she, the Bible says, as she was rushing to fetch the water, he says, oh, 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 bring me, oh, I thought he won't go for that morsel of bread. He said, bring me a little cake first. She said, as long as the Lord lives, I have no, okay, I have not much, but just little. Just little flour left and a little oil for the last meal for me and my son. We are going to eat and die. The man of God says, make me a little a cake first. Then your miracle will be activated. Then you will eat with your, ch your child. And you will eat many days until the Lord sends the rain. Amen. Tell your neighbor, don't eat the seed. Because she was going to eat and it was going to be last and finished. But when she stepped into the spiritual realm, when she stepped into that voice that the Lord has spoken through the man of God, she received a miracle. Amen. She did as the man of God has said, and it happened exactly like that. The Bible says she ate with her son, her son many days, as the man of God has said. That's when it's your season. When you listen to God, you will flourish even in drought season. Amen. You will flourish even when it's drought and famine season. So that's why we've got to keep on Discerning and hearing the voice of God. Some of you, you are comfortable with your status, with your state, okay? Whether it's about your job place or any other thing, anything 
That is not befitting. Don't be comfortable with it. Some of you think, maybe this is just my portion in life. You know God has chosen some and he didn't choose some. <laughs> so you want to be the one not chosen. Ha. For, me, if, for me, it's like this is what I once said to my brother many, many years ago. I, I, I think I had faith a bit even before I knew the Lord well. So it was those many, many years ago in the 80s. I was supposed to go to, uh, to the university. I had obtained a good pass that I could study medicine. And then I wanted to go to Medunsa. And then I shared it at home. But my brother, in those days, said, oh, many people who go there, they fail and, and come back and they get excluded. So I think it, it would be a good idea if you just go to Univen and finish your degree. Then I said, when you say many, go there and they get excluded. It means there are some who don't get excluded. And I'll be among the some. And here I am, among the sound. Amen. Amen. So don't ever let people define your destiny when you've got God. Amen. You need to say, I'm uncomfortable with this. Sometimes people will try to give you all the reasons why it's fine like that. You remember the woman, the, the man who was blind, Bartimaeus. He was blind and when he heard Jesus was passing by, he started shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And people said, you are making noise. Keep quiet. It's fine like that. But they were not blind. He was blind. The Bible says he cried out the more. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Because he was blind. So sometimes people will try. So they were even saying, don't, don't make noise. People who don't know what you are going through, they will try to silence you. But when you feel restless about your situation, throw the yoke off from your neck. Tell your neighbor, when you feel restless about your situation, throw the, neck, throw the yoke off from your neck. By the way, it's a verse. Let's read it. Genesis 27, 40, NIV. This is the words that were spoken to Esau. That you are going to be uh, live by the sword and you will save your brother. But even as you are saving your brother, when you feel restless and it's time to break off, break off. Amen. So we do it together. NIV, Genesis 27 40. You will live by the sword and you will save your brother. But when you grow restless, you will throw his yoke from off your neck. Tell your neighbor, when you grow restless, throw that yoke of the enemy from off your neck. So some of you are not restless with that yoke. The yoke is heavy, but you are not restless yet. So you're still bearing it. Cast your burdens unto Jesus, for he cares. For you. Some of you, you are, carry your burdens. Uh-uh, the song doesn't say that. Cast your burdens. Amen. Cast it. When you feel restless, throw that yoke off your neck. Say, uh-uh, the season has changed. The season has changed. 
I'm entering a new season. I'm entering God's season that we are in right now. This is God's season that we are in right now. That's what Jesus said. He said, you can't you descend that things are changing. Amen. And when we descend, God is looking for people who can descend and do his will. You know, in these last days, God wants to do a lot of things. We can't keep on saying, God did this and this with Paul and Peter and James and John and Jesus. But we are here now. This is the time that God wants to do something through us. So God looks for people who will do his will at all times. Go with me to the book of Acts chapter 13. Verse 22, Amplified Classic. It says, Acts 13, 22, Amplified Classic. And when he had deposed him, meaning when God had deposed Saul, he raised up David to be their king. Of him he bore witness and said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will and carry out my program fully. Do you have it there? Yes. Look at it that way. It says, He raised up David to be their king. Of him he bore witness. I have found. Which means God was looking. The eyes of the Lord moved to and fro upon the face of the earth. Looking for those whose hearts are loyal to him. So God says, I have found David. A man after my heart. Can God find you? Can God say you are a man or a woman after my heart? Can God say in these last days, I'm looking for people like you? Okay? He says, he's a man after my heart who will do all my will and carry out my program fully. Tell your neighbor, God has got a program. And he wants to carry it through you. And in the last days that we're living in, this is the era of the Holy Spirit. And we cannot go far without cooperating with the Holy Spirit. That's why when we go toward the end of the service after I preach, we're going to have time to pray. Just to connect. This year we're going to spend a lot of time in the right frequency. Hearing from the heavens. Amen. Hearing the voice of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Amen. Go with me to the book of Acts chapter 2. Verse 16 to 21. I want you to see what will happen in the last days which we are in right now. We are living in the last days. Tell your neighbor we are living in the last days. The coming of the Lord is ever nigh. The coming of the Lord is ever nigh. It's ever near. I'm just trying to use a bit of King James. The, the pastor is just using a bit of King James. <laughs> when I say it's ever nigh, it, it's, it's ever near. Okay? It's more nearer than it ever has been. And therefore, I believe God is coming for a glorious church, as he has spoken. Amen. He's not coming for a defeated church. Amen. He's coming to find the church that's moving in glory. And therefore, you and I who are living in the last days, may we excel in glory and splendor. Amen. That the light of the Lord will shine through us. And listen to this. Acts chapter 2, 16 to 21. So, this that was prophesied by Joel... The disciples of the early church already started experiencing it and it's supposed to be during our time also because we are living in the last days. But this is the beginning of what was spoken through the prophet Joel. And it shall be in the last days, says God, 
that I will pour out my spirit upon all mankind. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see divinely prompted visions. I like it when the sons and daughters are prophesying, not only prophets. It means, you remember the words we spoke, we, we read in Isaiah. The one we read, the way it says, the spirit of, the, my spirit is upon you. And the word of prophecy that's in your mouth. So instead of always wanting other people to prophesy over you, prophesy over your bones. Amen. You remember Ezekiel? Ezekiel, the voice of the Lord came to Ezekiel and said, prophesy over your bones. Speak to the dry bones and say, dry bones live again. So you've got to speak into your situation. So it says your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my bond servants from men and women. You see now again where God is saying men and women. Because some of you thought uh, we are just ladies. We are just women. We are excluded. You know. I mean you just want to be excluded. Because here it says men and women. I will in those days pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will bring about wonders in the sky above and signs attesting miracles on the earth below. Blood and fire and smoke of vapor. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord. And it shall be that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, invoking, adoring and worshipping the Lord Jesus shall be saved. So, if you call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. Now, I want you to put it to you in two ways so that you understand it. If you haven't as yet accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, as I'm preaching this word today, you need to be saying, it's a change in season for me. I want to accept Jesus and walk as a person, as a child of God. I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Yeah. Then, you call upon the name of the Lord Jesus. You say... I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I believe that you died for my sins and you rose again from the dead. As you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. That's one. But here it doesn't say sinners who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. It says everyone who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, if I'm already a child of God, how do I get saved by calling on the name of the Lord? It's because that word saved, or the word salvation, in English it seems to be limited to only when you accept Jesus. But the word save, or salvation, it's an all-encompassing word, which means deliverance, it means healing, it means sound mind, it means whatever you need. Okay? So it's like when you are in trouble, you can be saved from trouble, isn't it? Yeah. So it means when the enemy has planned and he wants to destroy me in a car crash and he wants to kill me, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Amen. And then I get saved. Then I can say the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The Russians run unto it and they are safe. You see how we get saved? Keep on prophesying. Speak the word of the Lord as you are directed by the spirit of the Lord. So we are winding down now. We are going to close. Go with me to the book of John chapter 14. So we'll do John 14 and then we'll conclude with Daniel 11. Because I want you to understand this so that you can tune into the right frequency. And know that we need to be connected to Jesus. He is our source. 
Without Jesus, we can do nothing. The problem with most of our lives is that we are living as if Jesus is not there. We are trying it all by ourselves. Even though you say you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Number two, we are listening so much to what people are saying. More than what God is saying. But if you go with me to the book of John chapter 14. Verse 10 to 23 in the Living Translation, TLB. Don't you believe that I'm in the Father, it was Jesus, and the Father is in me. The words I say are not my own, but are from my Father who lives in me, and he does his works through me. I like the attitude of Jesus. Jesus says, whatever I do, even the words that I speak, it is the Father in me doing his work. But some of you, the words you speak, can you say it's the Father in me speaking? Uh -uh. It's like the devil speaking, so it can't be the Father in me speaking. So it means we also must be careful what we speak. Okay? You speak words of blessing. Speak like your father. Okay? Speak blessing. He says it's the father in me doing his work. Just believe me that I'm in the father and the father is in me. Or else believe because of the mighty miracles you have seen me do. Verse 12. I want you to look closely at verse 12. Because Jesus, everything that Jesus says is true. Tell your neighbor everything that Jesus says is true. But there are times when he would say, most assuredly of a truth I tell you. So in other words, he's emphasizing to say, everything I say is true, but here I want you to know, assuredly of the truth. It's because here you might have doubted. So he says, in solemn truth I tell you, anyone believing in me shall do the same miracles that I've done, and even greater ones because I'm going to be with the Father. You know if Jesus had just said, Everyone who believes in me will do the miracles that I've done, even greater miracles. Would have said, does Jesus really mean that? So he started by saying, in solemn truth, I tell you, everyone who believes in me. So I like this thing of everyone, whosoever. Because some of you want things to be limited to some people. You want to exclude yourself. But God has not excluded you. So he says, everyone Believing in me shall do the same miracles I've done and even greater ones because I'm going to the Father. You can ask him for anything using my name and I will do it. For this will bring praise to the Father because of what I, the Son, will do for you. So he says, you can ask anything using my name and I will do it. I want to bless you. I want to do things for you. So some of you are saying, maybe this is my lot in life. That's why things are not working out. You haven't found such a scripture. Jesus is saying here to you, you will ask anything in my name and I will do it. The, 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 the original uh, Hebrew for that, they say it is the word. So it's spoken like this. If you ask anything or if you make a demand on anything that you want done, I will do it for you. If it's not there, I will create it. Amen. Amen. So in other words, he was putting it in so much emphasis that you should never think, uh, maybe it will not happen because of this and this and this. Just have your confidence in the Lord. Trust in God. Okay? So And then he goes down there and talks about we must remain in him and as we are in him, we'll do what God has done. 
So I want us to conclude with uh, Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, Amplified Classic, and we are going to pray. Because I'm taking you step by step into this entering a new season. So that you will understand that as we enter this new season, it's not more about somebody prophesying over you. I know people like, prophesy, prophesy, prophesy. Go to Ezekiel, you will see that it's you who should also prophesy. You must also speak. Okay? So, and I believe that as we are entering this new season, <coughs> God will even use those people whom you will, you will never think that he can use. And the problem with new season is, for some of us who have long been here, <laughs> when God is using new people and you are there, you were there before, you will start getting jealousy. Don't do that. When the season is changing, the season is changing. Yeah. Amen. Move, adapt to what God is doing. Amen. Don't be jealous and think, I've been here in the Lord for many, many years, but now is that one, this one. Rejoice, as long as he's building the body of Christ. Amen. As we enter this new season, when things are changing, let's adapt. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And listen to this, in Daniel 11:32. I said we'll conclude with this one. Amplified classic, because I want you to look at this and see that when Jesus says the works that he did, we will do even greater works. God has got an expectation on us as his church. As the church of Christ, the whole world, the body of Christ, all believers in the world. He wants us to be a glorious church. But also as Jesus, the Savior church, as a local church, he's got an expectation for us. So we need to be tuned to the right frequency. But for you also as an individual, you are, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. God wants to do things through you as an individual. Okay? Now look at this. Daniel 11.32 Amplified Classic. And such as violate the covenant, he shall pervert and seduce us with flatteries. But the people who know their God shall prove themselves strong and shall stand firm and do exploits for God. Do we have it? Yes. Can we go for it together? We start but. You know, I told you that usually when things are happening, you know when people say things, they will say this and then say but. Do you know that most of the time when people come to a but, they want to cancel what was said before a but? People say, I believe but. You've got to be realistic. What we are only, we're going for what comes after the but. That's what you, where your heart is. What is before the but is a situation. It changes. But when you say but, we want to hear what you believe. It says, so let's go together. We can read that together. But, let's go one, two. But the people who know their God shall be, prove themselves strong and shall stand firm and do exploits for God. Amen. Amen. You can clap hands for that one and I will explain to you. So one is people who know their God. Most people don't know their God. You know the powers of the enemy more than you know your God. That's why you are afraid of the enemy. The Israelites were afraid of Goliath. They knew Goliath more than they knew their God. 
But when David came into the scene, he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that can defy the armies of God like this? Because he knew his God. So you've got to know your God. It says, they will prove themselves strong and stand firm, having done all to stand. Stand therefore. So even when the pressure is on, stand firm. Tell your neighbor, even when the pressure is on, stand firm. <laughs> Prove yourself strong. Stand strong. And he says, and shall do exploits for God. We need to do some exploits for God. We need to be like the early church that people, wherever the people were going, the disciples were going, they would say, these people who have turned the world upside down have also come among us. You remember such a verse in Acts? So it means the church cannot remain silent in the days we're living in. We've got to walk in glory. The Lord is coming back for a glorious church and I'm part of it. Tell your neighbor the Lord is coming back for a glorious church. And I'm part of it. Amen. So we are going to pray. And as we are going to pray, I would make a challenge for those of you who haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Your season can start now. Your new season with God. And then you can say, anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. All things are passed away and all things have become new. I'm a child of God from today on. So if you are there and you know you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, after church, I will have a few minutes in the office. You can come and see me. I'll pray with you and help you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and step into your new season with God. Amen. 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 Number two, for all of us who have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are going to recommit ourselves more and more. And maybe you ask for forgiveness where you have been not acknowledging the Holy Spirit in you. So we're going to recommit ourselves to really be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and to cooperate with the Holy Spirit so that we can understand the times and discern the change in season. For you as an individual, for what you need to do at Jesus the Savior Church and for what you need to do as part of the body of Christ, go and be sensitive to what the Spirit will lead you. Number three, we are going to commit ourselves to the will of God. Amen. When there are many things that are tempting for you to go your way, when you come at a crossroads where you've got to choose what God wants you to do and what your flesh wants to do, the choice should be simple. I'm committed to God. Amen. And I've given my life to the Lord. And after that, you can also lay this year before the Lord for you. So I'll give you about 10 minutes and we are going to pray. Pray as you feel led. Pray for me also as your pastor. And thank God also that you have been preserved. Do you know, ask your neighbor, do you know that you are sitting next to somebody who has survived all the COVID waves? I'm still here. Amen. I'm still here. Amen. So whatever the devil brings, I'm still here. I'm a living testimony. And 
The, the enemy has been destroying people, but you are still here. So you need to be thankful to God for his grace. So as we are going to pray.